Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. My name is Olivia and this is Intuitively Integrative. Welcome to page 10. Can you believe it? 10 episodes already? If you've listened to every single one of these, you are awesome and I am so grateful for you. I hope that they've helped in some way, shape, or form. Maybe calmed you, maybe they're helping you realize something. This is honestly just a dream come true and I am so blessed to have you here to listen. Today's episode is so much fun for me, and one I love listening to when others make podcasts about this topic. Today's topic is about relationships. So much fun. (laughs) I love listening to podcasts like these because, well, I'm really old-fashioned, I'm definitely a hopeless romantic at heart, and I love love. And if you know me, you know that I've been dreaming about my wedding one day, planning the colors, what my dress would look like. I have a whole Pinterest board that's all about relationship quotes, wedding dresses, couples traveling the world together. I know, I probably sound so crazy, but hey, what can I say? I told you, I love love. Growing up, I watched fairy tale movies, and I always wondered what Prince Charming would be like. I imagine tall, dark brown hair, green eyes, kind, compassionate, would be my midnight kiss. Okay, maybe I'm just describing Cinderella, but that seemed really relevant at the time. Also, my mom and dad turned me into Cinderella, literally, when I was a little girl for my birthday party. So it really only seemed right that one day I would have my Prince Charming. Then I grew up and I saw 13 going on 30 and I thought that I would find my Maddie and he would have razzles for me or build me a house with wishing dust. Then I watched my best friend's wedding with my grandmother every single day after school and I just dreamed of being Julia Roberts. Then time went on and all of my peers had middle school crushes and I thought one day Olivia, one day. I was raised that when it comes to dating or being with a significant other, it will be so special and you have to just grow up to experience it. I grew up with such great models of love and I am forever grateful for that because I know that's really not the case for everyone. I grew up with my mom and dad always loving on each other, always putting each other first and treating each other with kindness and love. When my parents would give each other a kiss when I was younger, I would think, oh my gosh, ew, stop. But then I actually realized how lucky I am to have two parents who just simply adore each other so much. Then I have my non and pop, who literally met in kindergarten. What kind of unconditional love is that? They grew up together. They learned about each other. They built a beautiful family together. Their love is indescribable. Then I have my grandmom and granddad, who, although they may have been sick in the beginning of my lifetime, they always loved each other. In fact, I have faith that they passed away so close together in time because they simply could not live without each other. From my aunts and my uncles to other people in my life, I knew that love was the backbone to anything and commitment towards one another was simply what that was the glue that kept people together. Also, just to preface, I'm going to be talking about my relationships with boys because that's what's relative to my life. However, when I get into my more advice portion of this podcast, know that this is about relationships with any significant other in general. 
You do you and make the connection to your lifestyle. I'm just talking about my experience and therefore all that I know. Anyway, when I was 16, I had a big crush on a boy and I thought, wow, this might be my first boyfriend. And I thought, what would it be like? My first boyfriend. Well, my first boyfriend was great. Very simple. Taught me about liking someone and all that. Honestly, I feel like we all need that very awkward emphasis on the awkward relationship because it just is what it is. I won't get too much into this, but when the relationship ended, you could say that was my first, well, what I thought was a heartbreak. Then, a year later, I was in the hospital, and there was a boy who was so kind to me, and he treated me really well. He cared about me, and he wanted to make sure that I was treated really respectfully. We were best friends, and it was a point in my life where I didn't really want a boyfriend, but I was open to just having a relationship with a boy who was simply a really great friend, and I am so grateful for that. As time went on, I had another boyfriend, my senior year of high school, and I again learned that a boy should treat you with respect. This boy did everything to be kind to me, and I knew that it wouldn't be my forever relationship, but it showed me how a woman should be treated and respected. Then I met this boy over the summer, going into my freshman year of college, and I had the biggest crush yet. I always think about this. I always wanted to talk to him, the whole nine yards. I dreamt, oh my gosh, what if I dated him? But he had a girlfriend at the time, and I wasn't going to jeopardize that for them. So, I kept my distance. But as I keep going, just keep this boy in the back of your head. All these seem really good, right? Good life lessons, good people I've met. Well, I guess until you've really experienced bad heartbreak, you'll never really know that the best relationships are the ones where you walked away knowing you were stronger and deserved so much more. I'll get into this one. My freshman year of college, I thought, wow, this is where you meet your forever boyfriend in college. And at St. Joe's, this is what they called hawkmates. I really didn't have an agenda for dating, but I guess I was open-minded. This is when I met someone who showed me that I deserved so much more. Now, I always say this was the best thing that happened to me because it really was. I'm not going to get into details because Truthfully, it's so irrelevant to my life and so far removed. But this was a time where all of the trust I had in love really got washed away. The boyfriend I had cheated on me, and I lost all faith and trust in relationships. I was so far removed from wanting anything to do with love. It was like I finally was shattered by what I thought would never ever happen to me. I was in a very unhealthy relationship that negatively impacted my mental, physical, and emotional health. But when it was all over with and done, I learned that in order to love others, you truly must learn to love yourself. So I say this was one of the best things that happened to me because it truly taught me so much about what I deserved and what I wanted to look for in my future significant other. 
Halfway through my freshman year, I realized I am not focusing on boys. I'm removing them from everything to do with my life, and I'm going to get my 4.0. I'm going to make Dean's List, and I'm going to end my year on top of the world. Well, although all that did fortunately happen, that boy from summer came circling back into my life, or I should say he never really left. All throughout freshman year, I spoke to this boy, and he was always there for me. From helping me move into college on FaceTime, to talking to me when I needed a friend to call, always giving me the best advice, and constantly lifting me up. This boy's called Greg Love. Greg Love was there for me through every single up and down there ever was to freshman year. But I always seemed to push him away because there was something that just seemed way more important in the present moment. I laugh because I always went to Greg. Yet, when I always seemed to just disappear when it was convenient for me, it just seemed, oh, I'll get him next time. So, back to the middle of freshman year, it was spring break, and Greg posted on his Snapchat story, and I commented. Now, we really hadn't been talking too, too much in that period of time, but when this time came around, he thought to himself, enough of this. I am always here for this girl, and she always shuts me out. It's really funny because now I know the story that when it was spring break and he was on his golf trip, I was referred to as Philly Girl, and he told his friends, guys, guess who just texted me? And I laugh because I think, oh my goodness, in that moment, I was just wanting to just talk to Greg so, so much. And he thought, finally in that moment, like, okay, I've had enough of this. (laughs) Anyway, we talked and talked until I finally said, I'm serious. I am serious this time. We're both not dating anyone, but let us finish freshman year. You do everything that you need to do to accomplish all that you want this year, and once finals are over with, then we'll talk. Well, once finals ended and we moved out of our freshman dorms and we started talking again, one of the first things that Greg said to me was, will you come with me to my brother's wedding and be my date? Okay, come on. If that isn't the most romantic thing ever, I don't know what is. And then I guess you could say the rest is history. There is so much to this story and it's too special to throw it into this one episode. So you'll get that podcast another time. But essentially, this Greg Love boy said, Time and time again, take your time, Liv. I'll wait for you and I'll be here whenever you're ready. I am so grateful for the loyalty and the trust and the faith that Greg put in me and just always being there for me as a best friend. And when I think about it, Greg and I were best friends for a year before we did start dating. And that foundation of learning and growing and just taking in all that we wanted to share about each other, I truly think is why our relationship has the foundation that it does. We became best friends before we started dating, and now we still treat each other as if we're best friends. So, I bet you can only imagine after that very moment, I knew this would be something very special. 
After my very long and drawn out backstory, I really want to get into four things that I've learned from being in my almost two year relationship and all of the lessons of other relationships that I've had prior. I'm going to split it up into four pieces of advice and four things that I believe are imperative in any relationship. Now look, I know I'm no expert and I have a whole lifetime to learn more about love and relationships. But because of the love that I experience now and the hope I have in the future, I think I can give some personal insight on the matter. So first, commitment. Commitment is so imperative to any relationship because it shows how a person will always choose you no matter what is going on. Commitment shows trust, and personally, trust means everything. When you trust someone, it gives you a peace of mind. It allows you to know that your partner can be independent as well as yourself. It shows that you know and have faith that your partner will be committed to you always and make decisions that are faithful and supportive to your relationship. Trust is the faith you have in someone, that they're always going to remain loyal to you and love you. To trust someone means that you can rely on them and are comfortable confiding in them because you feel so safe. It's a building block for any relationship, and without it, the foundation is honestly always going to remain shaky. Commitment means I choose you, and you only, and I put my faith and trust in you to choose me in all moments of your day. Second, communication. Communication is everything. I can't stress that enough. When you can communicate with your partner, that means that you're comfortable being vulnerable and sharing your feelings. It means you are committed to taking the time to share what's going on, how you feel, what needs to be revised or talked about. Communication is important because your partner cannot read your mind, and trust me, I've always thought this sometimes and it always leaves me not in the best place. They may know or feel what you are thinking, but they're never going to know unless you share those feelings. And trust me, from personal experience, I've learned that it's so much easier just to share than to keep it all bottled inside. Communication is also important because without fluid communication, if something's wrong and you don't know how to communicate with another, it means perhaps you really don't know how to trust your partner. And it goes then back to the commitment. You must share your feelings. It's the only way for anything to get off your chest. Finally, communication is important because suppose you or your partner's really busy. Telling them, hey, I'm busy, or I'm thinking about you, I hope you have a great day, is so special because then you feel safe and you feel comfortable, and vice versa for your partner. It allows for so much independence, but it also shows that no matter what, that person is on your mind and you still care about them. Third, gratitude. Show your partner gratitude. Give thanks and praise them for who they are and what they do and their success. Show them love and they will show it back to you. It's a reciprocal relationship. It is so important to share your appreciation because when we forget about doing this sometimes, you may feel like you aren't appreciated or you aren't respected. When you lift your partner up, they will feel more joy and feel like they are validated. And when you lift someone up and they feel joy, it's only going to give you joy back. 
Think about how great you feel when you're complimented or praised or you receive words of affirmation. Even the little things, when Greg fills up my water bottle time and time again and I say, hey, thanks for filling up my water bottle, I really appreciate it. Or thank you for going on the walk and doing something I wanted to do. And then after that, ask, what is something you would like to do to your partner? It is so healthy when you celebrate your partner because it shows them what you appreciate and what maybe doesn't make you feel good or what does make you feel good. Fourth and finally, balance. Without equilibrium in your relationship, you already know it will be out of whack. When things are not in balance, naturally nothing will go smoothly because, well, it's uneven. Relationships are not 50-50, they're 100-100 because when one person falls short, the other person then can help support it a little bit more. A woman shouldn't give more to a relationship and neither should a man. It is equally important for both people to maintain a balance. Balance is important because it shows independence. Both people are balanced in their own individual lives, but then can come together and then be dependent on one another. When you have a sense of independence, but know you can fall onto your partner, you can trust and have faith in who your partner is and what they will do to support you. Next, balance is so important because your relationship should be a priority, a number one priority. So balancing your life to support your relationship is the only way that you and your partner will feel validated, accepted, and wanted. Find balance together within your lives and what works for both of you, not just one of you. After all of that being said, I hope that this helped you realize how important healthy relationships are and how, when you finally get that feeling, your gut will know this is it. Sometimes I wish I had this advice back when I was a freshman or when I was younger, but all of those learning lessons are just teaching you to find the person that you're meant to be with. I know I'm just an almost 21-year-old girl and I have a whole lifetime left to learn more about love, but I also know my intuition and my gut feeling seems to always be right. So when I know when this something is right, you know, just personally, I think I just simply know and have no doubt about it. Relationships are supposed to lift you up, support you, encourage you, and celebrate you. Only you know if you aren't giving this or receiving this. So coming from a person who absolutely adores love, I want to share this verse because it's a guiding verse in my own life. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 and it says, Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love your partner with agape love, the highest form of unconditional love. And once you know that feeling, I promise you it is something you never, ever want to let go of. So, all my love, 
I'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week ahead.